Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City. And I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. I got to meet a dildo maker. I mean, this is really, truly a bucket list thing for me to say that I now personally know someone that makes silicone dildos. Mountain of Twisted Mountain joined me on this episode of Keep Them Coming to tell me all about how they became a dildo manufacturer. I've gotten rave reviews from a client who purchased some of their goods, and so of course it made me want to reach out and find out more. Mountain started his journey as a dildo maker because, well, it's really hard sometimes if you are bigger bodied to find toys that work for you. So after a mishap with a butt plug, he started his journey in becoming a uh, pandemic entrepreneur. You can find Twisted Mountain on FetLife as well as Etsy, and he does have a private Facebook group as well. But genuinely, he is getting the word out about his stuff through word of mouth. So if you are looking for something different, something unique, and something beautiful, Oh my gosh, there's some really pretty colors that that he has created. You definitely need to check out Twisted Mountain. I've got some links in the show notes for you to make it easy. I think it would be so awesome to walk into a store one day and see Twisted Mountain's products there and feel like, oh, I met him when. Don't I just collect the most interesting friends along the way (laughs) of this journey being a sexologist? For real, I've got... Uh, now a dildo manufacturer people that make leather products i have met the ceo promescent that does a whole slew of sexual health products i hope i make it until a ripe old age but at my funeral there are going to be some interesting characters for sure (laughs) if you follow my monthly column keep them coming in the pitch kansas city the digital version of my article will be out And it's all about men finding sexy undies. And me encouraging men to wear sexy undies. So check out Keep Them Coming on thepitch.com. You can go to my social media and find links to read the article as well. And y'all, I got featured in an article in USA Today last week talking about hardballing. I just can't believe I got featured in a big publication like that. So like... Shit's happening, y'all. The podcast is growing. My brand is growing. Fucking USA Today. Again, check my socials if you want to read that article about hardballing. Although it's uh, it's behind a paywall. Sorry. <laughs> if you email me directly, if you want to read it, I can send you the PDF. Okay, I don't really have much else to uh, inform y'all about. So, enjoy my interview with Twisted Mountain. On Keep Them Coming today, I'm joined by a maker. This maker goes by Mountain, and you can find their toys at Twisted Mountain Toys on Etsy. We'll talk about their social media channels here in just a minute, but Mountain, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I found you, I think we found each other on FetLife, 
And then I was like, oh, they make toys. Okay, okay. And they make toys that are not just pink and purple. So I recommended you to uh, one of my queer couples who were actually on the hunt for some new toys and locally made was even better. And the fact that you had some dilators, you hit the jackpot with this one. So uh, I was, of course, excited to reach out to you and find out more about your toy line and how you got started and all those things. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. You're welcome. Well, I mean, it's not every day that I get the chance to meet a dildo maker. So (laughs) can you tell me how you got started making dildos? Sure. Um, It actually arose out of a session in a bedroom game where, you know, was uh, the toy in question wasn't uh, properly shaped for a big body and didn't work well. Mm -hmm. That really annoyed me. So I went to go buy a new one and couldn't find it. I was looking for a, a field though that was longer than the current ones are. Um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find it anywhere on the, on the planet. Still can't. Um, so anyway, that frustrated me and I had decided to go make my own uh, mm-hmm. through, uh, started researching how to do that. Ended up um, not really having the bandwidth to do it until the pandemic trashed my social life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still wanted to do it. And I started doing it and I started failing um, because the story goes that the, uh, yeah, I filled an entire trash can, like 35 gallon trash can full of fails. Uh, But anyway, you get more and more invested and you're like, hey, I'm going to go buy this $250 vacuum chamber to make this stuff degassed better. And and then you find yourself $15,000 invested before you've sold your first product. So, but I'm stubborn and stupid. (sighs) So I didn't give up and kept playing with it. Uh huh. But that's how I got bored in the pandemic. Wanted to put my kids through college. Thought I might be able to do it through this way. And I wanted a toy that I could still use for me. It so, didn't exist. So I made it. Necessity breeds invention, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm sure that becoming a silicone dildo manufacturer is not a, a cheap endeavor by any means, but how, how long did you have to spend sort of figuring out how to do this? I mean, I'm not sure what your background may be, but. Well, my background is in product development, oh, um, cool. not mechanical products, but you know, it's still product development. And in that, you know, you spend six months to a year to two to two years sometimes when the project goes poorly. Um, basically you have a concept and you get it almost all the way. You get it pretty close pretty fast like within you know a couple months you can have your basic product working you just can't sell it because there's too many bugs and it takes a lot of work to get through something good enough to sell right if you Mm -hmm. want especially if you want to have a high quality like i do um and so you know my first butt plug i mean i made that in a month Mm. um but it took another year to make it where it was actually smooth, pretty, gorgeous, uh, with the right color depths, the nice sparkles and the good shine on it and perfectly shaped. And mm. that, that was a challenge, I tell you, because there's no, there's some basics uh, how to do it out there, but there really isn't a lot on like, this is the process and these are all the secrets, you know, 
Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure manufacturers aren't just posting to the internet. Like here's how to get all the bubbles out and here's how to get it perfectly shiny. And right. gotcha. Yeah. Getting it without um, parting seams and getting it shiny uh, and, you know, perfect texture. That was an intense level of frustration. Mm. Um, but you know, that's what we do in product development, right? Something isn't working. You beat on it until that part works. And then when that's finally works, you go move on and oh, oh, oh something else broke. Well, you beat on that until it works. And, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> sorry, in my head, I'm going with uh, DS references and you can absolutely use some of those (laughs) as we go along the way i'm sure but but the the listeners will understand and appreciate what you have to say or they'll start googling so yeah um how long did well i mean maybe for some of your stuff as you're, you're you're probably still creating new products but i mean how much time did you really feel like you spent on the r d process before you were actually selling products online Oh, it's a full year mm-hmm. because I mean, part of the problem is right. You go look at YouTube videos and you go find dildo university was where I started with some stuff. There's a That's dildo a really university. Cool, there he is. Uh, and it's, it's got some good basics in it. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. You know, for your very most basic stuff, like what is the general shape of the process? That was fantastic. Um, and they even have a butt plug generator uh, or a dildo generator that you can play with and export the 3d models from and actually that's how i started my my first butt plug was on that cool. um, yeah it was a lot of fun but then you know you get your 3d file and you print it and you're sitting there staring at something with a lot of print lines you're like how the hell do i make this you know so then you start digging into tools and then you find the tools that don't work but you've invested a ton of time in them and then you have to change tools because you find fundamental limitations in your full set and you're trying not to spend thousands of dollars in tools. So you finally figured out and you print molds, make test products, get your friends to test them, see if they're popular. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, uh, taking a shape to a usable, but not sellable product is very fast. Um, I could do that in two days. I could have a new shape in a mm-hmm. form that I could insert in a person's body as long as it's covered in like a condom to kind of hide the ribs and stuff. Mm-hmm. parting lines you know but getting it smooth and perfect and sellable is and it it took a long long time gotcha. lots gotcha. and lots of why didn't that work that should have worked how do i go do this read forums go buy stuff you know try this try that i, I have a whole shop full of things that didn't work so you mentioned earlier wanting to make sure that there were products that were adapted to bigger bodies. And Mm -hmm. something that I noticed on your Etsy page is your butt plugs, that there is the stretched extended wear silicone butt plug. And then you've got like your, your extra larges, you've got your comfy, beautiful. Um, You've got quite a nice variety of butt plugs. So tell, tell me more about what, what makes the design better for bigger bodies. So in that case, um, so I was tr- I was using one myself and it popped out at the inopportune moment. And I was like, this thing needs a longer neck. And mm. so I made one with a longer neck and voila, it fixed the problem. Um, so in this case, it's just I made the necks themselves longer. I call them it's internally my stretch neck. Uh, mm. 
Um, but that's, you know, that was just an example. Like, uh, if you look at my credit smash, for example, it's really a average size dick on a four inch extender. It mm -hmm. looks like it's all intimidating, but realistically it's just to account for, you know, if you have a big bottom like me or a big top, like the people who tend to, uh, drive with me, um, you lose a couple inches on either end and you don't have anything left when it comes to the, the action, if you will. And that so, is, yes, yes. <laughs> right. And so like a credit smash was never meant to be a, uh, terrible toy. It was meant to be an average size dildo that was on an extension base and was meant for me. Honestly, I turn around and sell it to others, but you know, but that's where that came from is it's really important to me to be inclusive. And that includes, uh, not only big bodies, but other people and, and special needs and, you know, they don't sell as well, but that's okay. I'd rather, you know, uh, spend the extra time and make something that helps somebody be happy. Um, that's really important to me as an empath, as a healer, uh, all those things. I really like the fact that my business is making people happy. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it does. It does. Trust me. I have gotten, I've got the receipts from a client who's a very happy customer. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, not only it wasn't just about the, the color, it was about like, they have things that are unique to them and your toys were able to help them experience pleasure in a way that they had not in a very long time. Yay. They were, they were more than happy, more than happy. Nice. So yes, absolutely. That the one you're talking about is the hypersensitive line. And that was actually designed with someone who was hypersensitive. She gave a lot of input into the design in fact i had to start over because the original dilator was actually supposed to be the hypersensitive line mm -hmm. and when she first saw it she's like no that's too pointy it needs to be a rounded tip okay start over so mm -hmm. you, know, you know everybody likes to focus if you go look in the market like bigger better more extreme thicker crazier bigger ribs more paint you know and who, who focuses on the people that need less and mm -hmm. who focuses on the people that need longer so I don't necessarily want to become just a niche company, but I definitely intend to fill a bunch of niches, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <-huh. laughs> I mean, like what you mentioned earlier about needing something that was longer neck because of different bodies and abilities, like that's, that's a legit thing. I think that, especially when we talk about pegging and butt mm -hmm. play, there are definitely times where male clients say that they've gone to the store, they've looked online and they, you know, all they see is like the seven, eight inch, nine inch dildos mm -hmm. and they're scared to death. I'm like, right. well, but, but maybe you need to think about like, how is your body shaped? Like that doesn't mean that this eight inch thing is going to be completely in your body. Right. Like there's maybe got to be some you know space for the harness. There's going to be some space between your butt cheeks and the hole. And then you may not actually have that much inside of you at that point. So um, on a personal note, I think that that's been a hindrance to trying some more things in, in our house because I uh, love my baby. He's got a big old booty. Mm -hmm. uh, and I keep telling him like, you don't need something like thick. You just need something long because right. we've got a lot of like, got a lot of ground to cover between the the back of you and then that hole and right that's the exact thing i was facing and yes it was a very hot scene that was very frustrating because it kept popping out mm -hmm. damn it 
<laughs> I will fix this so the next time it won't happen this way. Yeah, so. anal, anal play is one of those things that you, you don't want to just like popping out. Like once, once something's in and then moving mm -hmm. around, it feels really, mm -hmm. really pleasurable, but it's not, it's not so much about the play around mm -hmm. the anus. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I, I walked funny for a week after that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, exciting. yeah, for any any newbies out there who maybe have wanted to try anal play and haven't really gotten into it too much, like that's that's a tip you need to know. Like, yes, once you're in, stay in. Yes. <laughs> no, no going out fast. No going in fast. Unless that's your thing, you know. It's not necessarily safe, but exactly that's thing. the thing. That's your... it, it could be your thing, but as long as yes, exactly, yeah, you're I mean, gonna walk funny for a week. So Walk into that, that one with uh, open eyes, so to speak. And lots of lube. Lots and of lube. Lots of <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I have a question that could be educational for the listeners. This something I kind of go back and forth on when I'm educating people. You know, silicone toys, you're really not always supposed to use silicone lube um, just because you can damage the toy. However, I found out if you test a little bit of silicone lube on the base of a silicone toy, as long as there's no like inconsistencies the next day, like it doesn't feel weird. They're not the same formula of silicone, but like as a rule, it's probably just best to not use silicone lube with silicone toys. So what, what are some of your favorite lubes to use with your toys? Honestly, I'm pretty um, pedestrian on that. I use uh, H2O, J-O-H2O, something mm, like that. Mm -hmm. So I found it for Thrillers. It yep. works fine. It never gives me problems. It lasts a long time and it's slippery. So I just buy it by the 32 ounce jars on Amazon now. So. Hell yeah. Joe Lube. Yeah, that's what you're referring yeah, to. Joe Lube's water-based H2O yep. Lube. Perfect. Yep. Works great. You know, but it's it's really a personal preference, right? So before that, I liked a different one. Before that, one, I liked a different one. And, you know, they just, they feel differently. And it's a uh, go, go get a whole bunch of samples and try them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, most loops come in a little sample bottle, or and then once you find the one you like, you can get a big one. Does yours have like a pump top? It does, but I ended up, I've been using the same little baby bottle that I've had forever, and I just refill it from the pump top because I can make it snap shut and go into a drawer. So. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, some people don't mind having the the lube jar out next to the nightstand. Other people need a little bit more discretion, so... Oh, you know. if you haven't ever seen it, there's this amazing fountain that's like an O-ring that you is big. It's like a six-inch ring, and it has a motion sensor. So when you stick your thing through it, it starts pumping the lube on it. I have seen that. It, it, like, it, it warms the lube, too, doesn't it? It's not just a lube dispenser. Doesn't it warm it slightly? I believe so, but I, I haven't tried one because I am I just throw it on cold, and it only it only is only weird for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lube, will, lube will usually warm up pretty fast although my bedroom is is quite cold um so that, that is one thing that in the middle of the winter like grabbing the uber lube bottle the glass is freezing cold i'm like sorry babe squirt squirt and he's like oh god <laughs> exactly so but i also don't have that many outlets in my bedroom so oh look we're trying to move soon so hey listeners if you feel like sending me a gift find me this motion censored lube warming gadget please <laughs> I'll give you my office address. You can send it to me there. Um, <laughs> uh, I am curious. Uh, you know, it's sex toys and male bodies are something that some people find taboo. Like some guys are super intimidated by using sex toys. Let's let me just cut to the chase on that. Okay. So I'm curious about your 
personal journey with sex toys? Like how old were you when you first started exploring sex toys? Own me or own others? That's Either a different. One. Where, well, where, different did, where did you points. start? Yeah, did you start playing with toys on others and then on yourself? Yeah, and you know, I've been a sexually active for 27 years. I got a little bit of a late start due to personal brain things. Um, anyway, uh, got a late start, but yeah, I've been using them from day one. Like, I never understood that machismo of uh, my dick's enough, and like, no. If you can do this, um, I, I don't have anything that big or that vibrating or, you know, that uh, generates that sensation. What the hell? Why wouldn't I use every single thing available to uh, achieve what I'm after? <laughs> like, Bingo. <laughs> so, like, right now, I literally have a trunk, a suitcase, over-the-shoulder bag that goes with me, uh, three drawers full of toys. Like I, if there's something that I want that I've never had, I'm like, I'll, I'll get it. I don't care. Like I've had quite a few that didn't work out, but whatever. Yeah, I thought I was doing good with my collection. You, you're, you got me beat. You got me beat by a long shot. My thing is I need more like silk bags to store my toys in. So they're not laying on top of each other. You would be shocked at what you could find on Amazon for not that much. I thought that would be like a good thing to have in a merch shop one day, the little silk baggies with my logo on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause not a lot of people realize, you know, a lot of my clients when they're first getting into sex toys, it's maybe the first or second sex toy they've ever bought, or it's been like years since they purchased a sex toy. Other, mm -hmm. other clients, I will say they sometimes are pretty well-versed in sex toys and have a decent collection. Um, but yeah, helping, helping people, <sighs> increase their sex toy collection is one of my favorite things but yes did have a client one time i kind of forgot to warn her don't let your toys touch in the drawer she called me like a couple weeks later she's like um so one of them like melted onto the other one i was like oh sorry oh, boo. that wasn't all sorry, that boo. wasn't all silicone though um silicone won't is silicone is extraordinarily inert and stable it won't do anything unless you put a chemical on to melt it mm. uh, so all you could pile a five so she must have gotten pill. one that wasn't a hundred percent medical grade silicone or just or just silicone. If, it, if they said it was silicone they probably lied mm. um, tpu is the one that's the plastic material that's cheap that most sex toys are made out of that aren't the higher grade stuff um, and those will mark rub melt um I've got one that I uh, had a very unfortunate incident with. It taught me to always use condoms on anything like that. Um, but I will tell you, if you put one of those that started breaking down inside somebody, <sighs> they will scream a lot <laughs> oh. and that's in the wrong way. So oh. uh, yeah, condoms on everything that's not silicone. So I guess how and, do we, hmm. I guess the only way to know that you get something silicone is to, well, I mean, you need to check the packaging. But maybe buy buy local, <laughs> right? Buy high quality silicone. Buy high quality. You know, I've got. Um, in, obviously, I bought a lot of toys over my life, and um, the Smash line that we'll talk about, I guess, is uh, actually the der derivation of something I bought in the mid '90s uh, from Pantus. Uh, uh, it's one of their toys that I was using on my partner a couple of years ago you know, 20 something years later, and it looks just like the day I got it, you know, silicone toys just last forever, you know, but anyway, yeah, the smash line actually came out of that toy. I was like, why do I have to keep these ridges pointed upwards? 
I can just spin them around and they don't have to care what which which direction. I can focus on the other parts. Mm, so gotcha. That's where the that's where the swirly ripples came from on the smash line was mm. I was using a toy and frustrated that it wouldn't stay in the right direction. More the point, I wanted to spend my energy on something else besides focusing on that. There you go. <laughs> well, I do want to talk more about your product line for sure, Twisted Mountain. Uh, let's just take a quick break and then we'll get down to some details about some more of your products. Thank you. Okay. Look forward to it. It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. All right, so let's talk details about some of your products. So we've we've talked a little bit about this smash, and I was actually curious looking at it. Like that's a pretty unique design, and you're mentioning that it is a sort of your take on a design that you had in a, a toy, but it sounds like so what it is. It's sort of like it, I don't know how to even describe it. it sort of looks like a, a little like like Hershey kisses that have been put on top of each other, like it looks stacked like, it looks that like way. A, iconized uh christmas tree yeah yeah know, with different different layers in it yeah yeah exactly um so are you saying that there was a toy that just had that on like one one side of it and you decided to make the ribbing just go all the way around it well so that one particular toy had a curve to it and it had three little ridge bumps in it Mm. that were meant to hit the g-spot as you go in and out you know between the clitoris and the g-spot mm -hmm. and rub that area right and so that was great that that toy works well for that application but the problem is if you're busy doing things to your partner um it ends up wanting to rotate away mm -hmm. from the area of interest and i was like damn it i'm like why am i frustrated by this and i literally was like hey let's make a new sex toy um so yeah, the ridges are meant to generate stimulation around the entire opening, um, as well as hitting the bottom of the G spot and stuff like that. It's um, they just the ridges are meant to increase the pleasure levels as it goes in and out. And Perfect. I've yeah, because looked at my reviews and the people are really loving them. So that's wonderful. Yeah, because a lot of people don't realize. I mean, for, for one thing, only about twenty to twenty five percent of vagina owners actually orgasm from penetration. And when they do, it's typically because there's some sort of G-spot stimulation or the sensation of like fullness or like the, the opening of our vagina is being stimulated because that's where we have more nerve endings. Right. Um, or again, it's doing something for the clitoris, which if you understand that wishbone design of it, I can yeah. see how the ribbing of that can be stimulating that the legs, the bulb part of it underneath the labia when it's going in and out so right. yeah it helps push the labia around makes the mm -hmm. labia move and the labia that will translate movement towards the clit mm -hmm. but as you also know as i'm sure is that if you focus all your attention on one little point like a clit you're missing out all the other sensations that build the pressure and if you want to build the pressure you have to do the hands the mouths the the labia the stretches the all the things to overload them so i mean yes. uh, orgasm <laughs> <laughs> you are enabling them to unleash their own orgasm right absolutely um yeah. it is incredibly important to me that people enjoy and get pleasure from my toys so 
well, you've got some fabulous reviews. I mean, you mentioned it yourself, but yeah, you're, you're closing in on a thousand sales on your Etsy site and you're, you're showing us having a five-star rating. And I read some of your reviews and for sure people are, and, and again, my client, they were so, so, so happy with it. And I believe it was a hypersensitive line uh, dilator that they were talking about using. And those look a little bit different than your other dilators, which maybe those are for more for anal, but tell me about the difference with your um, hypersensitive line. So the dilators were meant for, uh, so I started with the one inch, right? And it was intended for opening up uh, people who were uh, tight. So you can be vaginally tight with vaginitis. Vag Vaginismus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, whatever you just said. Mm -hmm. um, I know it exists. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but also for beginning anal, you know, so originally I started with the dilator as a one inch uh, with a nice, smooth, easy entry. Um, and I was intending that to meet the other need as well for my uh, uh, person in my community who was hypersensitive. And they had said, hey, no, that, that's too sharp. That will poke me and I can't have that. So I was like, okay. So I rounded over the tip and I made the base a lot thicker so that she also has uh, hand mobility issues. And so that's important to me too. So all of my newer mm -hmm. toys have thicker, bigger bases to make it real easy to put in harnesses, but also to put in like hand harnesses for people who can't hold on to things hmm. um, and to give them a much bigger surface to press on. Uh, that's a thing that I've heard in my research that people needed. Um, but yeah, no, I, and, and so I intended, she wanted like the, uh, the seven inch and the five inch. And I'm like, there's no way I'm not making a six to make a family. And it, <laughs> You know, there's all kinds of different size openings and all kinds of different size desires. And so, yeah, so the dilators are currently one, 1.2 and 1.4. I actually have one six through 3.0 in process um, for those who really want to get into the big stretchy plays. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know when they'll come out. I work on them when I get time, but mm -hmm. you know, I have all of those positive models and, and shell molds printed for that. And eventually I'll expand that line out, but. So the dilator line right now is open them up all the way through holy bajoli. And then the hypersensitive line is for those that uh, who need less sensations because they feel it so much more. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I love that you're saying that something you're trying to be conscientious of isn't just about the size of someone's body, but also ability or disability. You know, there mm -hmm. are people with mobility and hand issues uh, that a wider base I can see would absolutely be beneficial for them. And, their and I'm open to feedback from people. Like I, I've changed my designs before because of feedback I got from the field, you know, I'm like, Oh no, you're right. That's a problem. I'll fix that. Um, but I'm also open for people who have niches that they can't find. Um, I can't promise that I'll do them, but I definitely want to hear about them. Um, well, some I mean of the other niches I want to fill or, beyond my technical capabilities right now, but I'm still working on developing those. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if there's one person out there that's experiencing something, surely there's more than one, you know, there's mm -hmm. gotta be multiple people out there. And I'm curious, what, what are you currently doing to try to, I guess, get, get the word out about Twisted Mountain? Uh, unfortunately, nothing. It's entirely word of mouth at the moment. Um, I have, engaged more than one person to attempt with marketing and stuff and they tend to 
not have the time um, or I'm not following through with them. No, nothing. It's all word of mouth right now. Um, and it's doing fine. You know, I uh, should go and market more, but it's doing okay as it is. And it's growing. So, well, see, so you are on Fat Life, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I, I see that you've got, you know, I know social media is not everyone's favorite, but I do see that you've got Twitter and Instagram. So, um, I also have a private group for Facebook um, that you can find through the Facebook link on my website. Oh. And that one, you know, I, I post behind the scenes what's coming. Um, status updates, pretty pictures of like, hey, I made some custom pretty for somebody. Look at how pretty this is. You know, it's that's where I tend to put most of my social energy. I guess I'm old, and so Facebook is. <laughs> but yeah, some newfangled Instagrams. I don't. Anyway, I try to behave. I try to put stuff up there. But. Yeah, I know. Like I say, social media is not always my favorite. I, TikTok has become my big thing this last year. So, but it's hard. You can't put sex toys on TikTok. So, <laughs> oh, that is one that you put the box up. You put the box up, but you just can't. I Every every video I've ever put up of a dildo or a sex toy has gotten taken down, even if it's in the box. But Ooh. I also didn't mark those. That was before I was marking all my videos as this is for educational purposes. And that's what got them to stop taking down my fucking videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you can put up a dildo all day long on Instagram or Twitter. Cause I mean, you can put up porn on Twitter. So, <laughs> um, trying to think here. What has been one of your favorite products to work on design wise? That's a good question. Um, I'm constantly trying to think like, what do, what do people need or what do I want to try and do? Um, and we've got, I've got one in process called Colossus. Uh, it's for the people who like the bigger play. Um, it, that one's going to be uh, incredible when I get it out. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the look on my face. You said Colossus and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Colossus is going to be 13 inches long, two inches to the tip, three and a half at the base and has the big ripples like everything else. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to getting that one out. It is causing me headaches right now with materials compatibility, but I'll get it. I'll get it figured out. Um, that one's fun because I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, when my uh, partner pulled it off the 3D printer, she sent me a picture with her and her face is like, oh my God, what are you doing? And it <laughs> made me giggle because I'm a lover of all things ridiculous as hell. And I'm like, honey, can I use this as a promotional photo? I mean, like, this is just classic. I love it. So we'll see if she lets me do that or if we, or we pay a model to do the same pose, but you know, just the Jesus look. I like that. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. And <laughs> I, I, I love, it was fun. It's a good date night for me, at least is, you know, when I have you know, Polly, right. And so I have multiple people I date and mm-hmm. you know, usually a first date or, or a third date or fifth date, whenever you're comfortable coming to my house is, we'll actually come to my uh, workshop and, and actually make dicks. And I love watching people with their creative mind. They come up with color combinations I've never thought of, and they're just gorgeous. I'm like, wow. And then I usually go to them because, you know. 
Oh. <laughs> I was say you have some absolutely beautiful colors. I actually really love the strawberries and cream. Mm-hmm. It's like was that pink and silver or like a red? Silver? I don't know. No, it's a it's a we call it strawberry. Um, mm-hmm. It's a custom blend, uh, but it's a strawberry color and a pearl white. It's and so then they're pretty. marbled. If you look at the strawberries mm-hmm. and cream, that was last year's version before I knew how to marble better. This year's, I figured out how to make the uh, two colors not blend up so much. Mm. One, one smear. If you look at strawberries and cream real carefully, it's it's uh, pretty well mixed. Mm-hmm. You know, learned a lot in the process of making these things. And yeah, whereas your Valentine's one is very much like red and silver, it looks like. It's it's pearl white, but yeah. Pearl white? Okay. Yeah. It's so pretty. They're both so pretty. I like them yeah. all. <laughs> and I'm not just, I was all, like, all bragging on you. Like, not everything is like pink or purple, but I'm like, pink and purple. I like the red one. Uh, but the coppery one that you've got on the butt plug, mm-hmm. I really. Cool. We call it shiny penny. Yeah. Yeah. And the royal blue. Mm-hmm. The blue and co- so if you take the cobalt and the, a gold, uh, the rich gold and cobalt makes an amazing marble together. Ooh, I bet yeah. it does. It's on my uh, website, twistedmountaintoys.com. You go to the gallery. Should be one of those up in there. So, For the Royals fan in your family, you can <laughs> get a cobalt blue and gold butt plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a credit exactly. in credit smash. Now, I just, I think it's, I think it is really, really cool what you do and the fact that you know, you're like a lot of people who are makers out there. You saw a need in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You couldn't fulfill the need for yourself. So, yes, you're benefiting you. But mm-hmm. like I say, if there's one person out there that needs it, there's probably a thousand people out there that need exactly. it. So, And, you know, what's funny is like Credit Smash, Jackpot, and the Stretch Bug Plug line are literally designed because I wanted them for me. you know like i'm happy to make these in higher quality and sell them but you know how did you learn to like play with silicone you just you just watch the videos and like you just pour you just pour in your garage so you know i went to the dildo university right and they've got a bunch of videos and then i found the makers of uh geeky sex toys they posted a few videos of them making stuff and i found some videos from this place and that place and literally a couple of them I'm going frame by frame trying to figure out their process to at least get some head start mm-hmm. um but basically it's a lot of trial and error a whole bunch of reading forums like I'm reading you know for this one molding technique I wanted I was reading Adam Savage's stuff on how to mold like mm. uh, character heads I'm like well it ain't character heads but it's still molding you know, and just learning the process through what people have shared online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just trial and error, a lot of trial and a lot of error. Let me tell you, there is, I can tell you, um, and I have, I've told people my process, uh, but I don't tell them all the little secrets that took me so many months and so many fails and, you know, um, but yeah, materials matter, process matters. Um, and if you don't get it perfect, you literally throw it in the trash and start over. And let me tell you, that's actually why I sell butt plugs. Honestly, I was working on a credit smash as my first product and it was so big and I kept failing at it and throwing it away after like 10, 20 hours of work. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need something smaller to play with. Like, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, the small and the medium butt plug was my go-to until I got it perfect. And I'm like, well, I finally got it perfect. I might as well try and sell plugs too. And mm-hmm. so I've got the molds. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sure enough, there you go. They're my most, by far my most popular product is the butt plug lines. So. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Mountain. Yes, ma'am. I've so very much appreciated you telling me all about what you've got going on with Twisted Mountain and kind of walking me through you know, some of your motivation. I, mm-hmm. I am so proud to know you now because now I, I mean, not that I had a problem referring people to your product beforehand, but now knowing you, I'm like further motivated to Thank send you. people to a maker that really cares about their customers. And as you say, like you'll, you'll take feedback. I know that my, my one client did say like, I, if only they made such and such, I said, well, I bet if you emailed him, he'd, he'd listen and see what he could do for product development. So I'll make sure that they follow up with you about some of their, Absolutely. their ideas. The thing is, I want to encourage everybody to do that because honestly, I don't know, you know, outside of my personal niches, I'm not as an expert. Mm-hmm. And so if I hear, you know, five or 10 people requesting uh, a 10 inch hypersensitive, that's only one and a half inches wide. Well, I, I can make that, you know, um, like I've had, that's one of my requests, but I only had one person request that. Mm-hmm. You know, so making one-off toys is difficult process, you know, there's a lot of hours to make molds. A yeah. lot. I'm hours. sure. I'm sure. But and on the so, flip side, if you had like 10 people request exactly. the same thing, then. That's why I encourage people. Please tell me. I won't make promises. But when I hear a need, well, that's what I'm here for is to fill the needs. So. Perfect. Well, Mountain, how do the people find you online? Well, I got the primary storefront is Etsy. You can look up Twisted Mountain Toys on Etsy. Um, if you need a better link to get there, my main website is mostly a pictures and information site that needs re- redone because it's from earlier in my incarnations, but it still has decent stuff on it. That's twistedmountaintoys.com. Uh, if you go over to Facebook, um, go look for the private group, uh, Twisted Mountain Toys, um, and then that'll get you there. And then you know, see Instagram looks like that's Twisted Mountain Toys as well. And I believe that Twitter is, what was it? Toys Twisted, because they mm-hmm. wouldn't let me use the whole name. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, but yeah, and by all means, and if you go to my webpage, it gives my email address or you can contact me through the Etsy store. Both of them show up on my phone instantly and I try to answer as fast as possible, which is usually within seconds. But, you know, sometimes I'm in the middle of something, but Perfect. I'm happy to chat with people about what they need. So, Love it. I love it. Folks, definitely check out Twisted Mountain. Again, I'm not kidding when I say these are incredibly gorgeous sex toys. And it doesn't make me feel good to know that they come from someone that makes them locally here in the region. So Mountain, thank you so very much for coming on Keep Them Coming. I really appreciated your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. I love it. Absolutely.